This episode, Matthew Jordan of the Georgia Clearing Company. I had this young entrepreneur help me with an eviction in a rental property, and I was thoroughly impressed with his level of service and his zeal for the trades. So I was talking to Johnny about it. You know what Johnny told me? What did Johnny tell me? I said, book him, Dano. He said, let's, book him, let's, let's talk to him. him. <laughs> let's interview him. So let's we did. So we did. Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show. Home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation on your home maintenance and repair. This edition is entitled Matthew Jordan of the Georgia Clearing Company. And to help me explain, I'm here with my ever cheerful co-host and old buddy, John. Johnny? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, buddy? Yeah. Um, hey, you know, we were talking, you were telling me about, uh, t- telling me about Matthew, and I thought it was, uh, you know, you, you suggested uh, that, we, uh, that we interview him. I think it was a great, it was a great call. Um, I think the interview is, is really fantastic. Um, and, um, you know, just you'll, you'll understand what he does. And, and as a 23 year old, he's a, he's a go-getter, man. He's, uh, he's starting his own business and, uh, sounds, uh, pretty successful at this point. So there's a ton of stuff to unpack here. I yep. mean, a ton, like a total ton, a combination of starting a business plus insight into the grading business, insight into the junk removal business. And this is goes for both people wanting to start their own business and homeowners. Tons of great tips in this thing. And Johnny, that was a perfect segue into our episode with Matthew. And here it is. We're here with Matthew Jordan of the Georgia Clearing Company. Matthew, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, Matthew, thanks for coming. This is, uh, this is John. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to hearing about your business, um, Larry's told me a lot about uh, a lot about you. So, and and all the good things. Yeah, and all the only. good things. <laughs> That's right, and all the good things. I'm excited only. to tell you about it. <laughs> all right, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell us tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Why not? We'll dive right into it. Yeah. So I, uh, my name's Matthew. I started this little junk business, and uh, when I was like 11 years old, and we do everything from junk removal and teardowns and you know anything you need hauled off basically to uh we also bought a one of those bobcats and so we started doing land clearing and you know that kind of stuff we actually opened the other business georgia clearing and uh we do all sorts of land grading and anything of that nature just basically bobcat work so anything you need to go away whether it's you know uh shrubberies or trees or a play set or just junk in the basement we take it all so that's kind would, of would you take my do. ex-wife oh just well, I, I, people are always asking we, we've yet to get one but. <laughs> well don't dig her never mind <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. we'll leave that alone so you started at 11 years old so like so we always ask like why do people start so i must so i'm assuming at 11 years old you were kind of looking for some extra money or something like that or or tell me more because you're right now you're you're um you know, you're in your twenties. And so you're, you're really, as I like to call it, you're a young entrepreneur. And, um, so why did you start at 11 years old? I mean, I'm just curious. It's, a, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. So I, as I came, both my parents always had kind of the entrepreneurial spirit. My mom did, you know, had those little kiosk stores at the mall and my dad's had about every business you can think of. So as a kid, I was always, 
doing anything to earn a buck. I, I was the kid. I somehow brought in 60 bucks from working 50 cents, uh, you know, per lemonade in front of my parents' house selling little lemonades. So, uh, I just always was kind of grow, grew up in that just doing little entrepreneurial things. So when I was 11, we had one of those like big rains that happened yep. and my neighbors put their carpet out on the street. So I started knocking on doors. I, I didn't end up getting the carpet, but they, they, you know, had that through insurance, but they said they got some other stuff that got wet and we started picking that up and I started going door to door and, you know, as a 11 year old, a couple hundred bucks is awesome. You know, especially with my dad paying, you know, fuel and dumping, I just got a couple hundred bucks. It was great. So we, uh, just kind of started hauling stuff and I did it all through high school and kept doing it and it turned into a business and it turned it. Yeah. It turned into a real business. Johnny, did you ever start anything like that when you were young? Uh, no, not, not, uh, not that I can admit to not legally. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still some things but never yeah. <laughs> i you know it's funny because we get along well so i i had a very similar trajectory i mean i remember selling blow pops at the school uh in the cafeteria at school when i was probably 10 or 11 i don't remember but i got shut down by the government um because i was probably making more <laughs> money on a day than the lunch lady was but uh, anyway it was uh it was pretty pretty interesting so it's it's kind of an interesting story so and then you've turned this into a business one of the things that was so we're big strong proponents of getting into the trades and and you're in the trades business so you're doing some some grading and things and grading did that come out of the did that come out of your um junk business is that with the genesis yeah. of the great side yeah it totally did so i uh i always kind of wanted a bobcat because you know i'm hauling junk and make it easier right. so i uh i i actually had like a weird situation. I sold part of my business. And when I sold part of my business, I bought a Bobcat and I started doing the more of the grading side of it and more of the brush hogging, that kind of stuff. And then after about a year or so, I've kind of brought it all back together. And now I just use the machine and it kind of has its own business with the grading and stuff where we move dirt and all that kind of stuff. And then it also is just incredibly useful for tearing down a shed or, you know, everything. It's kind of opened the door to allow us to work for landscapers and just move material to the backyard or kind of, you know, do anything. Because you, you have an actual grinding attachment, is that correct? So you can actually grind up like stumps and things. You can, it, it's, it's a, like a, a ground leveler, but it grinds things as it goes. Is that what you have as far as the attachment? Yeah, of the it, 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 it's kind of, it's, it's actually called a mulcher. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I can kind of blow through, uh, I can go through like trees and stuff, you know, up to about six inches. And then, mm -hmm. like you said, it brings everything about level with the ground. So like last week I did, you know, I cleared a half acre in like three hours. Oh, nice. So, yeah. That's, well, and that's uh, folks, if you've ever done it, that's like a really labor intensive job. If you don't have the piece of equipment, I mean, it would take you forever to, to even just cut the trees down and then mulch them up and all that kind of thing. Um, well, so and then you always run into, you know, bees and yellow jackets and stuff like ooh. that. I was able, I get in my little air conditioned cab and just roll over everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Johnny's laughing in the background. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's the way to do it. Now, when you say us, do you, I, I, I might've missed that. So do you have other folks working with you or? Uh, it, it depends. So part of the year during the summer, we, at, with the junk business and the, and the, uh, grading business, but specifically the junk, that's a very summer business. 
during the spring and summer when everyone's doing spring cleaning, when everyone's moving, all that type of stuff. That's generally speaking when you find all your junk. So we get really booked in the summer and we'll have three, four guys working all summer with a couple trucks running. And then Whoa. during the winter, I kind of dial back and that's when I start doing a lot more stuff just you know, on my own or just me and one person. I like, I know this week I've got help three days out of the week. So I just kind of dial back to make it make more sense. And you hire those people as subcontractors. Is that correct? Uh, mostly I do have, I do have a couple people who have worked with me for five or six years now. So okay. they, I've got one of them as a W2, but most of them are all subcontractors. Wow. Okay. Wow. So yeah, good, good for, good for you. So, um, you know, a bobcat is quite a substantial um, asset um, from a financial aspect. I mean, so you you had um, you know dis you don't have to disclose any anything, but you know, did you you went out and how did you purchase purchase that? Let's say that you're a young guy and you know you're getting into this thing, and you know how did you go about um, acquiring that? So, I I am very lucky that right down the street from me is a, I actually got a Kubota brand machine. So it's technically a skid steer, but everyone knows yeah. of it as a Bobcat. Yeah, sure. So, uh, I, I got it from a, right down the street. I have this Kubota company and they offered 0% financing. So with zero money down. So I just lined up work for enough jobs to make it make <laughs> sense. And I had, you know, in the first I'd say two months, I covered the first year and a half of my payments. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I just wow. made Good sure. Good on you. I, I'm not big on getting loans, but, mm -hmm. you know, in, in that particular case, I had it lined up that it made sense. Yeah. So I, so you bring up a question that I have for you because as everybody knows, I used to be in the vending business and people used to buy vending machines and they would call me and they'd say, I've got a garage full of vending machines that I can't put out. Are you interested in buying them? And I always said, your first mistake is you bought the equipment before you actually got the job. So I have the question I'm asking you is, did you go get business before you bought the equipment? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I did. So okay. I, I made sure I had five or six big jobs lined up already. Yep. Now, it, in my case with that grinding attachment, it, it's a very expensive attachment mm -hmm. to run. So that, right. you know, ran, I ran into some problems there, just not expecting some of the fixes that I immediately, like I, I knocked a tree over and it landed on my cab and it shattered all my glass. Ooh. So it was like silly little things that I hadn't really expected, mm -hmm. but I did have the jobs lined up that I was able to roll with it even when those things happened. I'll bet that and, woke you up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was, talk about frightening. Yeah. Boom, right? Because all the glass exploded, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, but, that's, no, but, yeah, I, I didn't I, – I'm very – when it comes to, like, loans and stuff, I'm very risk-oriented. So I'm not interested in doing anything unless I'm very sure it's going to make sense. So way to make sure it makes sense is get the jobs before you get the stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, that, yeah. and that's why, Matthew, that's why I asked, because, you know, a lot of the folks that might be listening to this uh, podcast might be thinking, you know, hey, um, I might be ready for the next step. And that next step might be purchasing a piece of equipment, whether it is a young guy like yourself going into the business or it is an older person um, like Larry. And Thank you, John. <laughs> and, uh, you know, saying, hey, I want to, uh, you know, I want to move up in my handyman business and now I want to buy a trailer. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, things yeah. like that. So, I mean, it, it, you know, you're, 
you're uh, you're really off to a you're off to a great start. Um, and a lot of you know a lot of the young folks out there uh, just trying to figure out how do you navigate, how do you even get going, how do you even get started in in in, in business, you know? Because hey, let's face it, you know when we're talking about uh, the trades and and that uh, you know some folks are going to go to a trade school, some folks are not going to go to college, and some folks are going to be just going to strike out on their own um, and uh, and make a boatload of money. But it's always you know, how do I take that first, that first step? Yeah. How to, how, how to make that first leap yep. basically. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Because, and that's why I was interested in, 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 uh, in, in that, how, that, that piece of equipment, because that is a substantial asset, uh, especially when you're young and then you, you know, you just, you just told us the story about that. So I guess for the folks out well, there, it, you know, you gotta, you gotta be thinking ahead here. Yeah, well, and I also kind of used the people around me as my advantage. So I know five or six other companies that all work within a half mile of me. So that in some of them are junk businesses, but others are like landscapers and stuff. So when I bought the machine, they all knew I was buying it. So if I did have a slow time where I didn't have the job, they all, you know, were they all knew they had a machine that they could rent. So oh. I just kind of had, you know, a couple backup plans lined oh, up so that if something you. did go wrong, that it still made sense to have my machine. See, Johnny, see why we have yes. him on the show, because he yeah. actually thinks like we think. He yeah. thinks things through before he does yeah. that, which is the tip of the day, by the <clears> way. the way my boss is. He thinks <laughs> like me. Um, yeah, he th- so. <laughs> except if I was the <laughs> boss, I'd fire you just because you're you. Yeah. But I always I always say I work for a guy yeah, named Ash. I, I, Ash fired, yeah, I fired myself. On my, I hired back. Yeah, I got back. Oh. <laughs> no, that that's that that's really interesting. So, um, how are you um, going about getting getting these jobs? Okay, you said you said you had five jobs lined up. You know, how did you how did you do how did you do that? Well, I had one customer who I knew was looking for that that grinding thing, and so. Uh, I went to him and I talked to him and I, I kind of got him all scheduled. And while I was out there, I noticed that a lot of his neighbors were kind of doing the same thing where they, he had four acres. And so I was out there and I talked to some neighbors and they didn't need it, but they showed me over to a fence guy that I met. And then this fence guy, um, he was putting up a fence at one of the, one of the neighbor's houses and he didn't have a job that week that he needed it, but the following week he needed someone to blaze a trail through the woods for him so he could put a fence up. And so I kind of got hooked up with him, and then through him I'm already on the job, and I blaze a trail for him to put up a fence. And the customer asked me if I could you know, stay a couple extra days and just clear out the rest of the property for him. And I did, and I just, I, it just kind of worked out that I, from that first job that I was at and just not, knocking on doors and talking to other people that I was able to get introduced to other people that, you know, I only had one job that was a hundred percent. Like I had it scheduled, but I had a bunch of people that were ready to use me just as soon as I got my machine. So I just started getting them scheduled as soon as I got that machine going. When you were, when you were doing that, you, you knew these folks, did you, did you actually do any, any uh, type of, um, you know, what I would call, you know, marketing type of activities or was this all through, people that you already knew or 
that the first job was someone I knew, and then from there it was just marketing and just talking to people is what it was. Was going more the door to door and seeing people on jobs and talking to them. And then I did eventually after the first month or after the first two months, I started doing a little bit of SEO and some marketing online, and that started you know getting me some business as well. Good old networking, Johnny, and yeah, walking, no, doing a little no, just, yeah, talking. With, right? Of course. Of course, and heads uh, and heads up I, as well. I, I love, I love to hear. I love I, to hear how he's he's going about it. Um, yeah. You know, because you know, once again, I kind of come at this as um, you know, um, trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody who you know, a young person might be listening to this. You know, once again, it's all the pieces and parts of how you how you get uh, how you get a business off the ground. Yep. Yep. I have a, I have a question on, on the junk business, Matthew. So what's your perfect day look like in the junk business? Like just for example, if a couple of different aspects to this question, what works for you and what's in the best interest of the customer and, and what are some things like, like what's your ideal job in the junk business? Cause the grading is kind of, sounds like you do basically land clearing and all the things that you do with grading, but we haven't talked much about the junk business. What, what's a junk business job look like and what's a perfect day for you and all that kind of stuff. Because the reason is we want to try to help our, our homeowners understand how they can make their, their lives better when it comes to removing all of your unwanted items, AKA junk. I hate to say your stuff's junk, but it's just the things right. you don't want anymore or well, or the, there's other things as well, I suppose. Is that correct? I mean, what kind of jobs do you do? Like, first off, give a description of a junk job that, or the different kinds of junk jobs. You know, are you doing, uh, like, what are you doing? Sure. What what different jobs are there in the junk business, in the junk removal business? So, so the junk business kind of breaks down more or less into three different types of things. You've got your demo, which is, you know, hot tub, a play set, a back deck, something like that, that needs to be demoed and hauled off. Okay. You've got... You've got the people who are just kind of cleaning up the smaller jobs. You know, they got a new couch. You got to take the old couch. They their bathroom flooded and they demoed some floor in there and they've got to you know just get that hauled off, something like that. Then you've got like the people who are moving and those are our big jobs usually. So that's kind of our favorite thing and that's our perfect job is when someone's moving and we basically get to get to the house at nine o'clock in the morning and do a load or two and at the end of the day your house is empty and you know, the stress is gone and we were able to spend the whole day at one house. Uh, ironically, our perfect day is also the most cost effective for the customer. It's usually the easiest because for, you know, in the junk business, we have pretty good profit margins and it, for us to come to a job site, whether we're there for 10 minutes or a whole day, we have the same fuel to get to the job yep, site. That's and much like the handyman business. It's the same thing, right? So, yeah. And generally speaking, whenever we're dumping, our dumping is not terribly expensive. We're usually going to dump a full trailer load. So if we have five small jobs, it'll fill up one trailer and we'll dump it, or we'll go to one house and fill up a trailer and dump it. So our dumping is pretty much usually about the same also. So for the customer, you can get, if I'm at a, if I'm at a customer's house for, you know, $150 job and they've got a couch that they want to throw in, I'm going to have to charge them an extra, you know, 50, 75 bucks to throw a couch in. But if I've already got, you know, three quarters of a trailer full, I know that I can't fit another job in there. I'm going to the dump anyway. I'll just throw, you know, I'll throw the couch in. It doesn't, it, it's no difference to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it makes the most sense for the customer if everything's just, if everything's either in one job, like per, in a perfect world, it's all sitting in the, you know, garage where you can back right up to it, throw it in, take off. But, um, 
you know, just anywhere that we can be at one house all day makes the most sense for both us and a customer. So it brings up two two separate questions. Do you do any kind of like, how do I want to say it? It's like, say somebody's, both John and I have, have, have situations where we have parents that have passed away and we now have houses or have had houses full of stuff and or I'm in the rental business, as you know. And so if we do, if you do, you do like an eviction, like say somebody comes in, like, <laughs> you know, me, like a guy moves out. Do, can you do an eviction yeah. for somebody where you actually help get because the sheriff's department, folks, if you don't know anything about evictions, I'll just tell you on an actual what I call a physical eviction where you actually have to remove the tenant. You've got a limited amount of time to get all the stuff out of you. In, our, in my case, in where I do most of my work, it's it's two hours. So I have to empty the contents of the house in two hours. And folks, that's a that's a harder deal than you want to think. So do you do things like that? Or I actually have a friend right now who's one of his parents moved away. He he actually moved his other parent in with him. He's got a full house full of furniture and clothes, everything. I mean, basically pots and pans, the whole deal. Do you do those yeah. kinds of jobs? Are those things that are in your? Oh yeah, the, we love those. Those the, I I can't really say that's my perfect day because you know that's that doesn't happen a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but yeah, we love those. Evictions are great. We bring three or four people. We knock it out. Usually, like you said, in this area, we've got about two hours usually, and we can almost always have it knocked out in about an hour, hour and a half sometimes. And you know, smaller houses we can do even quicker. But we love evictions and. The, you know, with evictions, it's also, you know, you get us for two hours. So we're able to add the extra bit, you know, the extra of being able, let's say we knock it out in 45 minutes. We've got us for an hour and 15 minutes more. What else do you have to do? You want, are you, are you flipping the house? You want to pull out the kitchen cabinets? Like what else are you doing? Oh, that's awesome. We can sit around. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So we'll, we'll sit around and give you, you know, the, the full benefit of your two hours. So that, that's kind of fun. And then like you're saying with parents who have passed and stuff like that, we love hoarder houses, things of that nature where we can bring in two or three dumpsters and same thing where we just get a bunch of guys and knock it out in a day or two. Yeah. 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 Cause that's, that actually is a, believe it or not, that, that moving situation is really can be very problematic for people because you just don't know where to go. Right. And that's why I, why I ask those two things. And in particular, I mean, I have a very good friend of mine and John, you know who it is as well. And, um, and, uh, his, you know, his dad passed away and, um, may, may the, the good, uh, doctor understand that he was a fifth Marine in Semper Fi, spent a little time on Iwo Jima, but uh, super good guy and, uh, passed away, moved his mom out and literally the house is just full of stuff. So there's a job coming up for you, Matthew. I'm telling you, um, houses. For well, sale the right other now. thing we, I was going to love stuff like that. It, go, go, go ahead, ahead, Matthew. Uh, we, we love the, it, It's fun to do those because it's so stressful for the customer to walk in and look at just this massive amount of stuff in the house. And for us, you know, it's nothing we haven't seen last week and we're going to see it again next week. It's not a big deal to us. So we can just knock in there or walk in there and just knock it out and take all the stress and worry and everything of somebody just look at this overwhelming task and just, you know, get it done in a day or two. See, that, yeah, that's, see, that's a, amazing. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a, that's a good, that, that's a good benefit right there. Um, I, and the other thing is, is that I was just talking with my neighbor and you know, it's, it's, everybody says the same thing. You know, when we were growing up as kids, it was like, we could almost, we, we used to toss couches out, you know, we used to put the couches on the curb yeah. and the, and the guys used to, you know, the garbage trucks used to come by and take that stuff, you know, maybe you had to flip the guys a couple right. of bucks or what you can't get rid of anything anymore. Yeah. These guys yeah. won't take anything. 
So, you know, hence the, you know, we never really had a bunch of junk removal guys when I was growing up because we'd always just stick it out on the curb. Now it's like, how the hell do you get rid of anything? So, yeah, it's really you know, tough, especially yeah, the work drivers, lot, you know? Yeah. 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 And, you know, oh, I, yeah, those, those companies. Go ahead, man. The, those, those companies have just so many stops in a day. It's hard for them to justify, you know, throwing a couch in there. No, absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah, once a couch in there, that's you know a whole nother stop that <laughs> stop or two that you can't really fit in. Because Larry, Larry, remember we, um, I think what didn't we we paid those guys to take that carpet? See, carpet won't compress in a in a garbage truck. So you know, once once the carpet's in there, it's 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 in there. And the guy had to come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had to go dump it and come back. But we you know we flipped him fifty bucks or whatever. But you know, I mean, I had to you know back to your the stress thing. I mean, I took out. We it was a thirteen hundred square foot house. We took we took out six tons of junk out of it. Six tons, folks. Wow. I say that because folks, you got to understand that's twelve thousand pounds, and you somebody has to move that, and somebody and has had, to dispose yeah. of that, right? I hired a and, I I hired a guy. You know, this is up in Chicago, but I hired a guy, a junk junk guy, to you know to help me get get rid of it out. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was one stop after another going to the. You know, dump. But anyways, because you're right, wow. Matthew, is that you look at this and the big benefit here is it takes all the stress away if you're faced with this. Yeah. And it, it, it's a daunting task. You look at it and you say, how in the hell am I going to be able to remove and clean this place out? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and for me, it's just another job. Exactly. It's easy for us. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah. So as we like to say, everybody's kind of winning on yeah. that one, you know, really, really, yeah. really, really, really on the winning side. So, Matthew, do you have any tips for people if they're either in the grading side or the tip side? Because our goal is to help save people time, money, and aggravation. You just to told, like, your basic job right now, as far as the junk business goes, is saving people aggravation and or time because you just laid out all those reasons. Is there is there any other yeah. tips that can help people, like, if they're planning one of these kinds of things, like say they're going to sell their house, does it, is it, give it, give us a tip, just come up with, what do you got? What do you got for us? Yeah. I always tell people, if you know you're going to sell your house in six months, start cleaning out now. Cause what always <laughs> happens is we get these customers who it's tomorrow morning at nine o'clock is the closing and they're calling me at three o'clock and they've got a big pile of <sighs> stuff in their garage and they have no idea what to do with it. And, you know, we can do it, but then we're working after hours and stuff. It gets very expensive. And I, I always say, as soon as you start thinking about moving, just start cleaning. And if you, uh, if you've got a couple different ways of doing it, you, I've had customers who every Saturday morning at eight 30, I had a job for like two months where I, they were going room by room by room and they were setting it out on, on the curb, just right in front of their driveway. And every Saturday morning at eight 30 for like two months, I went there and picked up a pile and it was always the same price because it wasn't a whole lot of stuff. And we slowly got through it after a couple months. And then kind of on the flip side, other people will do the same type of idea where they'll put everything in their garage. And then right before they put the house on the market, they'll give me a call and I'll come in and take everything out of the garage. Just do one fell swoop, which is usually the cheaper option. But, you know, the, it also fills up your garage for a month or however long until you get your house cleaned out. Johnny, it's, but, it sounds uh, like a pricing triad situation. So um, we've done in the past, we, we call that the pricing triad, Matthew. It's, it's uh, you know, there's, there's time, there's money, and there, what is it? Time, money? 
And quality. Price. Oh, and quality. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's you know, one, if, if, it, if you get that call then for the next day, it's going to always be more expensive because you can't plan it, right? You, meaning the business right. owner, can't plan it. And, and then, uh, you know, so if you want to make the best use of your money, if you can plan it, it helps you save the customer money. Plus, it just makes exactly. it, it makes everything easier. Well, and it's easier for everyone because when you're when you know that you're moving, you've got to think about getting all your stuff moved safely, and you know what you're going to keep, or you're going to donate, all that type of stuff. The last thing you want to think about is okay, I got everything moved. I'm ready to go to the new house. I've got the cleaners scheduled tomorrow morning, and I've got a big pile of garbage in the front yep. yard. Yep, yep. If you, you that's an easy one to knock out early and not have to think about it have that just not be a worry yeah so i always say as soon as you think about moving just go ahead and clean up there's a lot of stuff in your attic that you don't need anyway just get rid of it. <laughs> yeah basically if it's in the attic get rid of it yeah you're it, never if gonna it's not see your it christmas again. decorations throw it out <laughs> well and there you go there's the tip of the day folks right there if you, you know if, yeah. you, if it's not your christmas ornaments throw it out Yeesh. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome all right um, yeah. what's it tell Johnny, what do you think? Should we ask him about a crazy job? I'm not sure I want to know. <laughs> well, I think he probably has one. I <laughs> tell do you have a really crazy based job? upon what I'm hearing. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, we've done everything we've gotten. We've had, you know, human ashes and stuff oh. that we've had to leave. Cause I'm not going to take that. I'm not, I'm not going to throw away ashes. <laughs> it's, it's but, aunt uh, Mary, Matthew. Yeah. Come on. It's aunt Mary. Yeah. She's in the urn. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, people th try to throw away the craziest thing. We've they've tried to give give us like tombstones before that they had made, and then they th there was one person that had t t two tombstones made because the first one was misprinted, and they just had it in their garage. Johnny, we should the have done this for the Halloween they, what, show. They didn't spell like... dad. They didn't spell dad right, or <laughs> yeah, it, whatever. It was wild, but yeah, I mean, we've done like big hoarder jobs, like you said, the six ton. We did a hoarder job that uh. I think we hauled out nine ton of material. It was, we filled up, it was a little over 120 yards of trash, Holy which is oh, four wow. of those big 40 yard dumpsters. And we've done pianos from upstairs. Ugh. We've kind of done all, all those crazy things that you, like you wonder how that baby grand piano got upstairs. I know how it's getting out I, of there. I do it's too, called but I, I know how it got downstairs. <laughs> yeah. It's going out with yeah. a sawzall. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's, I, I don't know how they got it upstairs, but I know how to get it down. And, and that, and that is, and that is, uh, there's more truth to that, Larry. Right? I, the one, the guy that helped me remove all that stuff, he came in and he cut the furniture. He cut everything up. He yeah, saved me could, a lot yeah. of money because he yeah. everything was packed. In there. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, well, well, we, we have to go ahead, man. Yeah, we pay by like size and yeah. weight. So if you cut it down, you save yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah, so. that's what he told me. He said, I'll yeah. save you a lot of money here. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. how long, how long do, um, how long does it take like to get, uh, uh, on your schedule for grading and, uh, and junk removal? There's, there's I know it's two different things here. So, yeah, it, it just depends on the it depends on time of year. So grading during the winter time, or well, actually, I'd say either of them during the winter time. We got a lot more time. We can usually get you scheduled within a day or two. Um, in the summer and springtime, when we're just rocking with that junk removal stuff, it kind of depends. Sometimes, if it's a small junk job, we can throw you in and just kind of fit you in in the day or the next day. If it's a big job, it'll sometimes be a week that we're out, and that's kind of more with that grading. I it so expensive to move that machine yeah. that I generally speaking, it's a day job if we're going to be out there. So 
during the summer, it'll usually be a week, week and a half before we can, you know, devote a whole day to running a machine. Yeah. Interesting. So that's not too bad, actually. Yeah, in today's world, that's not too right. bad. No, not at all. Yeah, I, I we're usually pretty quick. I mean, occasionally we'll be booked out further, but especially with small junk jobs or as, if there's a small grading job in our area that we can just run the machine over to, we're usually so you're usually with I usually within a week and a half. So it sounds like you know, I, just to you know, start to start to uh, close out here a little bit. But how yeah. what's um. It sounds like you're running a solid 40, 50 hour weeks. Yeah, on a, on a slow week. Yeah, I was going to say, you're like, yeah, you're like, uh, you know, a, a really busy person. Yeah. I, again, it all comes down to that like a summer winter thing. And the winter will sometimes be, you know, 30, you know, 25, 30 hour weeks. Yeah. But yeah, in the, in the yeah. summer, I mean, it, it'll be. I'm usually up by 5.15 at the dump, and uh, I'll usually get home by 10 o'clock at night, five or six days a week. So the su summer summer kills me, and winter I get uh, Johnny, do you remember bit. those days? You know, yeah, uh, you know that's uh, – and I, I'm, I'm just – I'm glad to hear that for you because that's, uh, you know, that's you're, – you're running a, you're running a good, little, uh, good little operation there. It's fantastic. I'll tell you, I'm glad to hear that because I'm glad to hear somebody that, you know, a young person that has a really strong work ethic in, in the trades and really takes pride in what they do because yeah. it's just, it seems, again, it's a gross generalization, but it seems to be kind of a lost thing that, that you know, people actually want to get up and actually, well, A, they want to get up and B, they actually want to go to work and B, they don't mind working late into the night. So it's a, it's a bit of a, I, I, I will tell you, I, I like getting up early a lot better than work, yeah. working late. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm with I, you on I that. can get up at five all day long, but yeah. 10 o'clock is pretty late to get, to get home. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm with you on that. Let me ask you let, one last question. Um, yeah. What's, uh, any any other new future plans that you can that you can divulge or what you'd like to what you like to do? I mean, now that you've you're you're really into this thing now. I mean, you can grow this thing. You're you know what what's next? Yeah, I I just I, I weirdly love junk. There, there's like a joke in in the junk removal community that once you get junk in your blood, you can't get it out. And uh, I I just I love doing the junk removal. I love the I like meeting all the people. It's just it's really what i enjoy so i i don't really i'm less interested in getting into more businesses and more interested in just growing this one to the point that i can maybe have a couple roll-off dumpsters and maybe you know a grapple one of those grapple cranes that like grabs trash off the side of the road for you and just bigger stuff like that being able to do more demolitions of i know somebody who started doing this little thing like i do and he eventually started taking down houses and stuff of that mm -hmm. nature. So I just, I want to be able to take on bigger jobs basically. So you've got, um, you know, you see guys running around, um, you know, all over the place. So, some of the, some of these companies are pretty big, the junk removal yeah. things. So there's a, there's a, you know, that's a, a fairly lucrative, lucrative business or you know, these guys yeah, wouldn't be a, in it. I'll tell you that much. Cause I, you know, some of them are really big. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I that, and that's actually that's another tip is to always I always say go with the middle person. There's the you know there's your neighbor with a pickup truck who will throw the trash in, and run it to the dump for you, and he's gonna be the cheapest, and he's gonna yeah. not have insurance or anything, and you know break stuff. And then you've got the really expensive guys, and they kind of on the other hand they just have so much overhead Correct. to cover that 
they're wildly expensive. So I always say find those middle people that are the, you know, five, six man crews, you know, two or three trucks, stuff like that, that are, that are big enough. They have insurance. They know what they're doing, but they don't have those crazy overheads. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really, well, that's really well great said. advice. Yeah. That's really great advice too. That's another really strong thing, especially the insurance thing, you know, make sure they're insured, which we talk about in, yeah. in the handyman business, you know, make sure you have insurance because it's relatively inexpensive to have, you know, halfway decent. Well, and stuff always, stuff always happens. I mean, I can't tell you how many windows we've broken. Like it just, it happens. Yep. You, you walking down the staircase, you turn, you break a window and it's, for us, I've got a guy. I'll have the window fixed tonight for you. Yeah. But a lot of these guys will disappear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's all that kind of thing. All right, Matthew, so you work mostly in the North Atlanta area. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, the easiest way is usually just a phone call. Uh, we do phone calls and texts. I've got a website and an email. We, uh, if you go to georgiaclearing.com or junkgenerals.com, that'll get you to uh, kind of see everything we do. That'll Our phone number's on there. Our email's on there. So... You know, I usually say the website and that can get to us. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, Matthew, we want to thank you for your time and we, uh, we will have you on the show sometime in the future. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. All right. All right. Thanks, Matthew. Awesome. Thank you guys. All right. I want to thank Matthew for being on the show. Johnny, what are some of the key takeaways <clears throat> from this show? You know, I, I guess I had a couple of questions that I asked him during that interview that, that interested me because um, one of the things is that people, um, I think a lot of folks, uh, especially young people, get lost in is how do you get your feet off the ground in business? How do you, where do you even start? Um, you know, does that make sense, Larry? It does. You know, does. I mean, it's like, you know, what, what do I do? Um, I didn't... Um, you know, college wasn't for me. And even if uh, I went to college, I still kind of have the same type of thing. And, you know, you can make a lot of money as, uh, as entrepreneurs um, and uh, in the trades and things. And, and, you know, Matthew seemed to have some, some very good insights into, um, into uh, you know, getting this thing successfully launched. Yeah. Um, and I would say his biggest tip right there was one that I talk all about all the time. And this is just to your point, John, what's the first thing you do? Get a customer, right? You know, that's well, and, and, and that is, that is absolutely true. Whether you're in uh, you know, a startup company or whatever it is, you know, that that's, that's, you know, to, you got to get, you got to get a customer and then you get an influx of another customer. Then you get an infusion of some cash um, you know, and this is the way the kind of the world turns here. So, um, you know, with, with Matthew, it was lined up. He told us he had about five jobs lined up when I asked him about buying the asset, you know, to me, buying something like a, uh, a Bobcat, um, or a skid steer, uh, whatever you would like to call it. Um, you know, that, how, how much is, how much is something like that, Larry, 40 grand? Uh, you're more? a little short. Okay. It's, it's that's what I thought. Double it. It's more like, uh, and 80. remember too, the part we didn't get into is he had he needs a truck and trailer to tow it as well. So you've got all that, of course, in, and yeah. then he's got the attachment. So you you've got a lot of you got a lot of you, so folks you got a lot of dough uh, tied up tied up in this thing. But you know to to, to his credit, what did he do? He had um, you know f I think he said five businesses lined up, five jobs, five, five jobs, jobs lined up, and then he went and he got the asset. 
enough to cover a year and a half's worth of payments, which is really smart. You know, like that's just really So he's wise. way ahead of the game. Yeah. It's and uh, you know, just talking to him sounds like he's got that asset working for him a lot. And what he's figured out is if he doesn't have it working, he can rent it out to to his you know, his other some other folks in business. Yeah, his friendly competitors. That, as I like and to call that's it. what yeah. and that's the other thing that was smart about it. So hey, you know what? If it's not making money for me because it's idle, I'm not gonna let it sit idle. I'm going to now be the rental company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. And, and, it's, and it's called and, put the asset to work, make yeah, it work. Keep the asset. Well, yeah. right. It, it, just like any asset, you know, if it's not working, it's not making you money. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's, you know, he's learning that. You know, then, um, you know, he brought up some some great points, um, and I think it's I think it's some really good sales points um, on on the junk removal. He's, you know, of course, he's got the two different two different jobs uh, or the two different activities that he does right now. Um, you know, the grading and the clearing. Um, and then he's got the junk removal, but he did bring up something that kind of hit home to me. And, you know, you, we're, you were, uh, talking about it, Larry, in the interview and that's stress. Um, cause we all have this, you know, when we, when we got to, uh, you know, clean out a house, whether, you know, we were talking about an, either an eviction, we were talking about, um, you know, perhaps getting rid of a home, uh, for whatever the reason is, um, you got a lot of stuff in that home uh, that you got to get rid of, and you look around at it, um, and you say, "What am I going to do? What do I do? Yeah, how what do, do I do? I walk? Stop. How do I? I just want to get out of here, you know? Yeah, and and it's a lot of things. I mean, a lot of you you brought up an interesting point that I really never thought about in the interview you did, and that is how do you get rid of the large items? Because yeah, in the old days, yeah, you stuck those couches out on the side of the road, <laughs> yes. and and they yeah. picked it up and. Those days are gone. Those Nobody's days are gone. Right now. You know, and mattresses and, and stuff that you just, you know, mattresses are my bane, right? Because, I mean, I know how I can get rid of a couch. It's called the Sawzall, right? We, we kind of joke about it, but yeah. you can cut it up into small enough pieces that it goes into the landfill. But, I mean, it's a lot of work. But, anyway, be that as it may, but a mattress is, boy, that's a tough one for me to get rid of. I mean, you know, like, wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Wow. You, you know, the best, the, the, the greatest thing, right? You buy a new mattress, the guys come and they take the old one. And haul the thing off. And, and you're like, it, I wow. Have no idea, God, what I don't go, care. Yeah. Right? What am I going to do with that? You know? Right. Exactly. And that's so, the problem we used to have, you know, when we would, when we have dumpsters for some of our activities and stuff at the flying field, right? Yep. We didn't want all these guys running by the dumpster throwing their, throwing their junk in their mattresses in our, you know, in our dumpster. And sadly, we're going to say those were mostly members, but that's beside the point. We're not going to bag yeah, on anybody not, in particular. Yeah. That we can right. name names, um. but you know it was it. But it but it is like that because no, there's no place to you know, there's no place to get rid of anything anymore unless you you know you got a big truck and you can take it to and the so dump and, so and you know that whole yeah. thing, but uh, you know with these with these uh, you know junk removal business, you call these guys out you know, couple of young guys come out they're hauling stuff, whoop, and they're done. And, uh, you know, he was talking about demoing and everything else, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had the same thing, a swing set. We had, you know, whatever it might be, all, boom, all that sheds, stuff. everything, everything's gone. So, um, you know, I think the, 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 other, the other takeaway I had uh, from just a, from the entrepreneur side of things from, from him is, you know, he's already in the mindset of risk-reward. Yep. He's already, he's already figured out how to, how to 
not mi- to minimize some of the risk, but he's gaining the rewards from from his uh, his activities. Right. So you know, kind of go back. He had he had all the jobs lined up. Then he moved on to getting the asset. Uh, figured out how he was going to make that thing work for him. Um, and you know, and the next you know next thing you know, um, you know, off the ground, and this is how business gets built. Yep. So, so, so my takeaways are including all those things that you've just said is also the, the fact that he does have that, you know, that tremendous can do attitude. He's not really afraid of doing anything, you know, he'll, but he, but he's also very measured to your point where he, he thinks things through and that's really refreshing to me because unfortunately, you know, in our world and we, John and I, we talk about these kinds of things a lot privately, but but it seems like the up-and-coming generations are, are a little haphazard. He's not haphazard. He's very well thought out, and he, he really kind of thinks things through. And so he goes, and, and then he just goes and does it. You know, he's not afraid. He's like, oh, you know, they might turn me down on the sales side. No, you know, he just says, ah, well, you know, they, they, they might. They might not. You know, he goes, but he also knows how to structure his offers. So he's very, very heads up. And, um, and that really impresses me. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those yeah. things that I meet young people and, and, um, you know, when I find young people that are of, of that kind of mindset, I'm always very, very, um, uh, attract, not attracted yeah. is really the right word, but I really like associating with, with young yeah. people that are yeah. that way Absol- because absolutely. it seems like it's a dying breed. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it, it seems that way. And, um, you know, it's good, it's good that he's, you know, that he's, uh, you know, he, he, he now can lead by example. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, for, for, uh, for sure. So good, you know, once again, good, good on him that that's yeah. a, that's a step in the, uh, in, in a great, uh, in the right direction. It's a great step. Um, at 23. Yeah. He's, he's um, doing, he's doing well take, and he's headed, you know, he's headed towards great things. I mean, yeah. that's where, yeah. where it, where it goes. He really is. He's going to, he's going to do very, very well for himself. I don't have any doubts about that. So Johnny, um, did you meet anybody on the spaceship the last time they picked you up that that might be of a similar guy to Matthew? I'm just questioning. Larry, this is getting personal there. I you know, <laughs> no, but the uh, yeah this the space the, the space guy was he the junk a uh, junk removal was that is he yeah I don't know. <laughs> he's right <laughs> once again Al- he's right behind you. Allie's always out there with he's, us. I'm he's uh, yeah he's bringing up the rear. So, okay. anyways, <laughs> all right, Larry, way yeah, to go! I can't touch, I can't all touch right, that that's one, enough. Can't that's touch enough. That one. Too much all information. Right, folks, with that, we want to thank you for listening to the Handyman Pros Radio Show. If you do like our, our craziness, please send this link off to your neighbors, your friends, and all that good stuff. If you have any questions for us, questions at handymanprosradioshow or questions at handymanprosradioshow.com or handymanprosradioshow at gmail.com. Either way, send us an email. We will answer your emails. Believe it or not, we actually answer emails. Um, and uh, two, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, that's at our website, handymanprosradioshow.com. Just click on the newsletter sign up thing. Facebook as well, handyman or at handyman pros on Facebook. Got a pretty good grow and growing size of group out there. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Handyman Pros Radio Show.